This is God's servant Philip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's good to be together once again in the presence of the Lord. Let us give thanks to God in our hearts for us, us as a church for uh, what has transpired in this week. Praise the Lord, His faithfulness over the VBS that we had uh, just got over today. It's good to see you guys. Praise God. So the church had a VBS and it got over today. Um, it is such a blessing. It is such a blessing for um, uh, the children to be to be ministered, and uh, those of you that were heavily involved in it, I'm sure you sensed um, you sensed the spirit of God in in um, in that gathering of young people, of children. They are so special to God. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Uh, so we are on uh, the Beatitudes. Let's turn to Matthew chapter five. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 5, and uh, I will read from verse 1 uh, all the way down to verse 12. Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the gentle. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Blessed are you. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you. And falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Thank you, Jesus. Um, this is the foundation of Christ's ministry. He is um, inaugurating his ministry. He begins his, um, the ministry that has changed the planet, has changed history. He starts it with the Sermon on the Mount and these precious promises called the Beatitudes. They are promises. Hallelujah. They are, each one is a promise. And um, as, we, as you study or you read the Gospels, it would almost, um, it, could, it could really, um, yeah, it could come to you in a very fresh and uh, amazing manner that Jesus is prophesying. About his ministry. When, I, when you go through this list of the Beatitudes, Jesus is prophesying about his ministry. Praise the Lord. He's speaking about the kind of people that would surround him. Praise God. I mean, uh, a, an in depth study, when you meditate on these scriptures, you suddenly begin with each Beatitude, you begin to see people in the gospel stories. Praise God. With each beatitude, you begin to see people in the gospel stories. People that Jesus visited. People that Jesus ministered to. 
people that experience the miracles of Christ. You will begin to see them as you read this. That's why we do this every time we have the Bible study. We are on this passage. We have this responsive reading so that these kind of things are quickened within us. For example, this week, um, my children were coming home and they were sharing things about what's happening in the VBS. We would have a, 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 we would have a conversation on the dinner table and later on, till about the time we go to sleep, we'd speak about what happened at VBS. And uh, one of the things that was given to, as an assignment uh, or assignment or was a question that uh, Gabby got in her senior class was what was the meaning of the name Zacchaeus. What's the meaning of the name Zacchaeus? Many of you probably want to translate it as uh, short. <laughs> hmm? It might come to you, maybe something that comes to you. Hmm? Does anybody know what's the meaning of the name Zacchaeus? His name stands, it means pure. Can you remind, can you just for a moment, can that happen right now, a eureka moment, uh, one of the beatitudes that connect with his name? Blessed in the, are the pure in heart, they shall, blessed is Zacchaeus, for he shall see. So as Gabby was asking me the question and I uh, just did a bit of look, I looked at his name and I'm like, what? So every single thing he did, you will find it in these, you will find it um, illustrating, you will find it falling in line with these promises. Every single one. Praise the Lord. It teaches us a lot, doesn't it? In fact, if you go back home, I'm not going to do it, I, I encourage you go back home and um, uh, read the story of Zacchaeus and then in, in, the, in place of his name, put the word pure. Pure. Pure or purity has the sentence requires. Purity desire to see Jesus. Purity climbed up the, hill, uh, up the tree. And uh, Jesus said, today I'm coming to your house. The one who desires to see Jesus. The one who desires purity. Jesus wants to come to your house. Praise the Lord. Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? Scripture is so amazing. Praise God. So uh, we are on... Um, uh, blessed are the peacemakers, verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, they shall be called sons of God. Some of you are joining us um, in the midst of a, yeah, it's a study that's been going on for some time. I encourage you to study the word shalom. Yeah, here the word peacemakers is connected to the word shalom and in Greek, Irene. And um, if you want a uh, sort of a, something that uh, can uh, connect in the English language to sort of explain the meaning of that, of, the, of shalom, it's salvation. That's how incredible the peace of God is. Um, and um, we mentioned, and I'll mention again, blessed are the peacemakers. But you say peacemakers... Praise the Lord. I can see VBS hangover. Yes. It's understandable. Say peacemakers. peacemakers. See, Jesus speaking to whom? Okay. 
but uh, just recollect from our reading who came went up with him on the mountain and he's teaching and speaking to his you know uh, to his followers to his disciples amen his disciples are supposed to be peacemakers we are exclusively we are we are called to spread the peace the shalom of god if people in the world are looking for shalom in family they should find it in the church this is why i find it um, uh, i find it extremely demonic i find it terrible that in the church or in the church as believers and in family units in the church there is so much uh, strife and and uh, wickedness that that um, uh, transpires in, in in family because if there is a place where uh, shalom is to be found it's in the church praise the lord each of us has disciples listen very carefully each of us has disciples if we call ourselves christians if we call ourselves disciples of jesus we are to be constantly growing in the peace of god our family should experience the peace of god and um, most of you have been uh, uh, with me in that in this study so i'm not going to go back into what this peace of god is but uh, we all have a general understanding those who just joined us as well you have a you have a understanding of what the peace of god is it's a peace that affects your past your present and your future it makes you stand out that you are not like the world you are anxious for nothing praise god you're like um you you've understood god's care the father heart of god you know they 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 say a lot of people have daddy issues have you heard the term daddy issues it's it's pretty uh, serious yeah and um those that come to christ they they get fused with the father heart of god praise the lord they get fused with the father heart of god and it's amazing we are speaking about this because we we will be looking at uh yeah we'll be looking at that a little bit more in depth praise the lord blessed are the peacemakers you're a peacemaker hallelujah you're a peacemaker yes you not only possess peace and uh, uh, experience peace you make peace so anybody that's watching us or watching us later if you want to know what the counsel of god is concerning a situation choose the path the holy spirit shows you choose the path the holy spirit chose shows you praise the lord choose the path the holy spirit shows you praise god praise god that's when you start to in the in the light of this things begin to make sense somebody asks you for one coat if somebody asks you to go with him for one mile if someone slaps you on huh then a lot of us find safety in jesus did not mention what to do afterwards 
but you begin to understand that there is a character, the character of Jesus, that we are all meant to become more and more and more and more like Jesus. Amen. It's what we are called to be, each of us, to become more and more like Jesus. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called. Can, you, can I hear that? They shall be called. So uh, as a promise that God is giving, this beatitude tells us prophetically that if you choose the shalom of God, if you choose to be surrounded and immersed and constantly filled with the peace of God, not any other peace, not the peace the world gives, yeah, but the peace of God, the peace of Jesus. If you are a person that chooses that constantly, you will be called. Men shall call you. They shall speak of you as sons of God. We uh, looked at uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego last, the last time we considered this section of the, uh, of the Beatitude, for they shall be called sons of God. And um, today I want to celebrate something and I want for us to sink our teeth, to, to digest sonship. Praise the Lord. Sonship. The glorious miracle of sonship with God. Danny, what's your full name? Matthew? Huh? Danny Vergis, yes, correct. What does Vergis stand for? Where did you get Vergis from? From your father. Sonship. I mean, Danny is marred for the rest of his life with Vergis. Some of you are processing the sentence. I mean, in his case, it's Vergis. In my case, it's Varugis. There is a U, which in my younger days, I was trying to figure out, how, how did this U get in here? <laughs> U. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Varugis. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. A striking image that we find in the Bible is the description of Israel as the son of God. The Lord calls Israel, my son. These are the sort of uh, studies of scripture that you need to do regularly in your life. You, you need to have a prayer because uh, these are things that can escape our notice. If, you, if our mind is filled with the cares of this world, we can, uh, yeah, these are things that may escape us. But man, God called Israel my son. Not even sons. God called Israel my son. If you can translate it in Malayalam, it has an effect, doesn't it? My son. And I'm, I believe all of you have 
translate it in your heads. I will spare you my attempt. My son. If, if that word in our language, in our mother tongue, if you translate it, it stirs emotions within us. If it doesn't, I need to pray for you. See me after the service. Because, you know, I, I hope that kind of hardness has not come on. When God says, my son. And there's such intimacy in God's calling Israel, my son. We are very familiar with the plurality of it. Sons. These are my sons. But there's something a little extra intimate about my son. In fact, if I were to ask you how God calls uh, Israel, one of the titles that would have come to you is sons of God. But you must realize that he calls Israel my son. Where is this song? It's found in Exodus chapter 4. Let's look at it. Exodus chapter 4 and verses 21 to 23. Praise the Lord. Lord, give us grace to understand and thank you, Lord. We will hear your Holy Spirit open these scriptures because we are going to go through many scriptures. Open it up to us, Lord. Speak to us. Thank you, Abba, in Jesus' name. In Exodus chapter 4, verses 21 and 23, the Lord said to Moses, oh. Exodus chapter? Exodus chapter? So all of you are in the context of Exodus chapter 4? Who is this God? Who is this God? Do we really know who this God is? The Lord said to Moses, when you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your power. But I will harden his heart that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord. Everybody say, thus says the Lord. Say it. Oh. Say it like a prophet would say it. Say it like a... Like a priest would say, thus says the Lord. This is to Pharaoh. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord. Praise God. See, understand something. You know, we need to grasp this. Oh my, thank you Jesus. Maybe we will get there a little bit, little bit ahead. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord. Israel is my son. My firstborn. Who is he speaking about? Come on, let's process it. And the Lord will speak to you as you process it. As you, as you speak with the Holy Spirit, the Lord will reveal things to you. Who is he speaking about? There is no nation. Is there a nation? There is no nation. Who is he speaking about? Come on. Processed. We're talking about Exodus chapter 4. They have not done the Exodus yet. He is approaching Pharaoh. 
to release these people. So what is the condition of these people? Who are these people? They are slaves. God's son. Moses has to stand before Pharaoh and say, these slaves are my son, my firstborn. Pass out. Put yourself in Pharaoh's shoes. Even for the, the, the processing, I don't think the supercomputers of today can, can process this, this event that stands before him. This Moses that stands before him and says, these are the sons of God. This is the son of God. These people. Thus you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, when it says Lord in capitals, what does it mean? When it says, uh, yeah, it's in capitals in my Bible, okay? So that is done in certain Bibles to represent when they use the word Jehovah or Yahweh. And when, it, when they use the word Adonai, it's uh, small. Everything is small except for the L. O and R and D are small. But when all four words are in capitals, it means Jehovah. So I am that I am. Thus says Jehovah, Israel is my son, my firstborn. Everybody say, Israel is my son, my firstborn. Say it like God would say it. Israel is my son, my firstborn. Say it till you feel it. So I'm going to give you one more chance. Say it. Israel is my son, my firstborn. We are so familiar with let my people go. There's one other phrase. Verse 23. So I said to you, let my son. Let my son. Is there something you want to share? There's so much I'd like to share. This slave race, so to speak. This bunch of slaves. Where is their sonship coming from? Sonship? Not to some pharaoh, not to some ordinary billionaire. Sonship with God. Where did they get it from? Ken, where did they get it from? It's very important to understand. Where did they get it from? I'll wait. What rights? Yeah, hold the thought. I will come. What rights do they have that heaven says they are my son? Let my son go. He was saying, David. Oh, glory to God. The promise? Oh, my. Were all these uh, people that were in Egypt theologians? Somebody help me. Are you confused about that? Is that a difficult answer? Were they theologians? 
Did they have a temple? What, what happened? No, we don't know the answer. What? Did they have a temple? Had they built a temple to Yahweh? No, they have not built a temple to Yahweh. Do they have the law? What? So I said to you, let my son. How are they God's son? Because of the promise of God. Everybody say promise. Praise the Lord. The promise of God. It is by faith. It is by faith. It is the faith of Abraham. It's the faith of Moses. It's the faith of certain children of, of, uh, of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob who still cling to certain things they have heard from their fathers and their fathers. They still cling to it. They have an idea of it. They know the stories. Praise the Lord. What stories do they know? Help me out. Children at VBS, yeah, let your mind think about it. What stories do they know? Let me give you, an, uh, give you a, yes, let me give you a hint. They only have one book. Praise the Lord. It boggles my mind. They only have one book. Yeah. In oral form. They have one book. It's the book of? It's the book of? It's the book of? I want to hear it because this is what God based. Yeah. To send his servant Moses before the most powerful man on earth. And to tell him, let my son go was based on a group of people who acquired sonship in the, in the eyes of heaven because they knew Genesis. Yes, for they knew Genesis. And that too, I don't know what the percentage was. Moses definitely did. It's amazing. My son, my son, my son. This evening, I, I pray that this reverberates in this room and in your heart. God is calling out. Deep is calling out to deep. My son, my son, my son. And for once in this Bible study, I'll mention it and I'll move, it for, move forward. When it says son or sonship, it's talking about God as your parent. It is not a male bias or a lack of female uh, attention. It's none of those things. It is talking about God's parentage of you. He is your father. Let me tell you something you need to learn from here. Praise God, sons of the living God. I'm standing before sons of the living God. Most of the time, we have no clue. When I walk into a, a, a secular setup, I want you to know the God of heaven will bear testimony. The angels of the Lord will bear testimony. This is my son. See, I have experienced this. That's why I speak this with confidence. I've experienced it. We walk around like, you know, we, we think we're paupers and we're losers. I know what kind of ideas you've got in your head. We walk around and entertain all sorts of things. But in a, uh, there are times that I don't know if you've experienced, I've experienced it where you are in this situation and suddenly um, the spiritual realm will shout out to you, son of God. It happened to me. 
I've shared that story here, but I want to repeat it again. And that has happened several times. Because the spiritual reality is, if you are walking by the promises of God, if your mind is filled with the promises of God, if you have understood the promise of God operating over you, we are going to be reading, as time permits, maybe hundreds of scriptures. Praise the Lord. I hope you love the Bible because that's, you know, there's so many scriptures to look at. But this is something we need to settle once and for all. There is something uncanny about you. My dear Christian, there's something uncanny about you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are so extraordinary. You are so extraordinary. The Pharaoh's, Pharaoh, his, his, uh, his jaw dropped. Let my son go. Let my son go. <clears throat> oh, you read the rest of that scripture? <laughs> but I said to you, I'll read from verse 22. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says Jehovah. Hallelujah. The Lord is calling you today. The Lord is calling you. Yes. Thus says the Lord, Israel. Thus says Jehovah. Israel is my son. My firstborn. Gabby is my firstborn. We constantly remind uh, Danny she is. She's our firstborn. What is so special about the firstborn? In most families, the secondborn, the thirdborn, the fourthborn never gets the attention the firstborn got. Some of us think the youngest one is the... That is usually when there are a lot of relatives and... Uh, by the time the parents are usually PhDs and if he's coughing, it's like, ah, I've already seen this cough two times before. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember the first time Gabby coughed. It's like the earth shook. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. I remember one uh, amazing man of God. He, <laughs> Praise the Lord. He, uh, he told me... Uh, when I was with Gabby, I mean the first, first child, Gabby, and uh, you know, we, are, we are sort of fretting and, uh, over her. Uh, he just walked by me. These very stylish ways that you know, men of wisdom, they, they just walk past you. They'll just say one sentence, please pay attention. Yeah, yeah it'll be just one sentence. He said, ah, after this one, it'll be okay. First ball. First ball. It says, Israel is my son, my firstborn, the one I fuss about. The one that carries my lineage. The one that I fuss about. My firstborn. Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I said to you, let my son go. Are you guys with me? Verse 23. Let my son go that he may... But if you have refused to let him go, behold, I will kill your son and your firstborn. Sometimes you read scriptures like this, it's like you want to reintroduce yourself to who God is. That's why we have the scriptures and we must constantly read the scriptures. Because you want to see who he really is, you got to keep looking at the word of God. 
Praise the Lord. You got to keep looking at the word of God. He says, but you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your son, your firstborn. I will let you do all the um, yeah, applications to that. I hope it makes you walk a little more straighter. Yeah, with your chest out a little bit more. If it doesn't, uh, I don't think anything will ever make you walk with boldness. But if you have refused to let him go, behold, I will kill your son, your firstborn. Isaiah chapter 43, verses uh, 4, and then verses 6 to 7. Isaiah chapter 43. <clears throat> oh. My. Dear sons of God, since you are precious in my sight, since you are honored and I love, man, this is the I love you that, that, that will satisfy your soul. This is the one that is the basis for all good things in your life. This one. I love you. Since you are precious in my sight, since you are honored and I love you, I will give. Help me out. I will give other men in your place and other peoples in exchange for your life. Amen. I will give other men in your place and other peoples in exchange for your life. It's troubling Bible study. Suddenly some partiality, something and all is... Eh? Well, if you think God is partial, take it up with him. I will give other men in your place and other peoples in exchange for your life. I will say to the north, give them up. To the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar. Do you know that this is transpired? That this promise came to pass when Israel became a nation again. Praise the Lord. This came to pass when the church was formed. I hope you're getting this. Praise the Lord. Oh, God's sonship. Being a son of God affects history. Today you can sleep with great security because you are a son of God. These passages that I have read is about you. It's about you. I will say to the north, verse 6, give them up. To the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my... Now, I don't know uh, about you, but uh, I hope that um, there was a time that uh, when I used to read the scriptures and I used to come across the people who are called by my name. Yeah, there are many scriptures like that, right? There, are, there were times that I, I went across those passages without really know, understanding what it meant. I'm sure some of you have done the same. You've gone past those scriptures 
and God uses the phrase a lot. People call by my name. What does that mean? My sons and daughters. Ones who, are, who bear my name. Like Danny Vergis or Vinod Varugis. Yes, I have a second name. That supersedes my father or earthly father's name. It is my heavenly father's name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Everyone, verse 7 says, Isaiah 43, verse 7. Everyone who is called by my name. Hallelujah. That's why in your workplace you will find extraordinary favor. You will, in your, in your secular setup, things happen to you that cannot be explained. That's why when you start to play drums, you play drums, uh, you know, in a way that uh, teachers have not taught you. It's, it's not possible. How is this happening? And I can just go on with the list. Because you are called by his name. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone who is called by my name. Whom I have created for my glory. For us, you know, the only creation we are thinking about is, you know, our human uh, parents and their, yeah. Is that all you trace your uh, existence to? Daddy and mommy? Scripture is asking you to see way beyond that. God created you. See, do you understand why the devil wants to propagate the lie that we are um, coincidences? We are, we are, uh, uh, huh? yeah, we are evolved. We are some, you know, molecules, some uh, elements suddenly decided to become, hey, let's get together. And then, you know, mommy and daddy ran around the, the tree. That we are just, uh, no, we are not. You were created for God's glory. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created. So, let me uh, skip a little bit ahead. I want you to remember, when did you acquire your sonship? Because if I don't mention that, some of you are probably thinking, okay, Egypt, Israel, and you're yeah, somewhere there. No. In your case, you walked into, into this sonship by the blood of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, yes. The day you said yes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some of, uh, you know, it's possible we can't remember the details, but heaven remembers the details. Is when my second name changed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Bring my sons from afar. Doesn't matter what the distance. Bring my daughters from the ends of the earth. Geography is not an issue. For God, geography is not an issue. Praise the Lord. I want you to make the, yes, connections. 
everyone who's called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even whom I have made. Praise the Lord. I, I, bear, I bear the fingerprints of my Father. I am here testifying to the fingerprints of the heavenly Father. Amen. So are you. Praise the Lord, whom I have formed. Hosea chapter 11 and verse 1. Oh. Hosea chapter 11 and verse 1. When Israel was a youth, I loved him. Praise the Lord. Out of Egypt, I called my son. Man. When Israel was a youth, I loved him. Out of Egypt, I called my son. And I hope that right now, some prophetical uh, pro- yeah, prophecies about Jesus has uh, popped out in your head. And you've seen yourself coming out of Egypt. In the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. When Israel was a youth, I loved him. Out of Egypt, I called my son. Praise God. Hallelujah. Suddenly, are you, having a, yeah, are you having that experience where you're being lifted up? When you read these scriptures and you start to put these prophecies and scriptures together, are you suddenly rising above the earth? I hope so. Because that's the intention of scripture. That you have a heavenly perspective. That's why it says we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. For we are the sons and daughters of God. And the, the Lord is called Israel's father. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 19. Praise the Lord who is your father. The God of heaven. Who is your father? The God of heaven. I'm going to ask you again. Who is your father? The God of heaven. Say it with me. Who is your father? The God of heaven. The Lord himself is called Israel's father. In Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 19. Jeremiah 3 verse 19. It's already there. Then I said, How I would set you among my sons and give you a pleasant land. Oh my. Praise the Lord. How I would set you among my sons. And if you're wondering why it's plural, yeah, these are angelic beings being referred to. You know, we, we, we are too stuck in, um, yeah, we got to realize heavens are comp- angels are company for sons walk with sons. We spoke about it the last time. Sons walk with sons. The sons of God walk together. The angels are called sons of God. They accompany you. Then I said, how I would set you among my sons and give you a pleasant land. Praise the Lord. The most beautiful inheritance of the nations. It's an exclamation marker. And hasn't history proved it? Till today, Israel is the, is the, uh, is the desire of the nations. You know that? Today, Israel and I mean India and China and countless nations, countless territories want to learn the technologies of Israel. Are amazed at the gardens found in Israel, the the plantations of Israel. 
the military of Israel. What the Israelis themselves don't understand. It's not their, it's not their, uh, help me out. Huh? Yeah, it's not their intellect. It's the promise of God. Uh, you had another word. Huh? It's, it's, it's not, it's the promise of God. Why? Because God said it. He will make Israel the most beautiful inheritance of the nations. And I said to me, oh, and I said, did you call him today? Did you call him today? Did you call him that name he desires to be called? Of all the names, of all the names, Jesus said, you will pray in this way. Our heavenly. And I said, you shall call me. I don't think we call him enough. You need to call him father. Understanding his, his, uh, his love for you. How you are so precious to him. And I said, you shall call me my father and not turn away from following me. Every time you read a scripture that has the phrase, a people that are called by my name, understand it's talking about that sonship. And let me remove this doubt far away from you. Listen carefully, church. Let me remove the doubt and the unbelief and the struggle. Israel was called the son of God when they were just a bunch of slaves. They were yet to be an arrogant, stubborn people in the wilderness. Yet they were called my son. Speaks of the covenant of grace, a covenant of promise, a covenant of faith. During this, um, um, the week that uh, just has passed us where we considered the crucifixion and we considered the Passover. Um, why did the angel of, the de of death pass by? Why did the angel of death pass by the household? Not just a person, the household. Why? What's the only reason? What's the only reason? The blood on the doorpost. You are his son. The only reason is the blood on that cross that was shed on that cross for you. Praise the Lord. My people who are called by my name is the Lord's special designation for Israel, for the church. My people called by my name.
How many of you have been frustrated by how a, how a father treats his son? Okay, that itself is an epic headline. Yes. How, how many of you have been frustrated by how a father treats a son or their firstborn or their daughter? Yeah. You have sweat buckets in the same father's household. You have been a servant of servants. But you just can't get into that intimacy with the. I see a lot of uh, emotions on, on the faces. Yeah. You will take a bullet for him. Frustrating, isn't it? It's not frustrating? None of you have had this experience? You know, you're looking for this person's attention. And you know, you do everything possible to get this person's attention. But this person's attention is towards his children. In a company, you have worked in the company for 100 years. He gave it to his teenage kid. None of you are laughing. It's, it's, it's true, right? No? Rarely. And if it happens, it'll be shared. It'll become viral. Frustrating. It's not frustrating? Ha! Huh. Haven't you felt it? Haven't you ever seen a movie or a serial where this person who deserved all the attention did not get the attention, but the son got it? None of you felt that frustration and anger and, and injustice? in courts no if you did you can say yes because I'm sure you did but am I the only one that has felt that frustration <laughs> among siblings I don't want to get into it because I see a lot of siblings okay you feel that frustration that, that uh, I don't know that this word is coming up again uh, you know, that word that we can't stand. Partiality. But I want you to know, in God's case, there's a holiness in it, alright? Do not compare it to human beings. I'm using human beings as an example. Hmm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Have you felt that frustration? Did you feel it? You have to feel it with me. Anil, you got to feel this. I want to see it on your face that there's that. You got that? Yes. Now I want you to know, that's the kind of favor he pours out into your life. He desires to pour that on you. There's no, it does, it's not right uh, in quotes. <laughs> Please do not quote me on it, but it's, it's, it, it doesn't seem to be right. I mean, you look at Israel in the wilderness and you have probably asked the question, Where are you I mean, I have felt I would have done a better job. Only God knows what I would have done. But do, have you not felt it? Oh my. I can't understand it. But I have to accept it. He has mercy on whom he has mercy. And this evening, I want you to know. That is, that's what God desires to pour in your life. You, you don't deserve it. 
you can't understand it, you can't explain it. But there is a sonship that's come over you because of the promise to Abraham, because of the promises of God. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's very, very serious matter. It is, it is, uh, uh, it, it, the angels know about it. The spiritual realm knows about it. The pharaohs will know about it. If you come, if you cross a pharaoh's path, he will know about it. Praise God. Are you blessed? Praise the Lord. Is it, is it coming upon you? Praise the Lord. You can walk with boldness into any place because you are a son of God. It's incredible. It's the blood on the doorpost. It's the blood. Say it with me. It's the blood on the doorpost. Praise God. Say it's the blood on the doorpost. Say it loudly. It's the blood on the doorpost. I mean, I, I have considered how they felt secure inside that room. They were hearing mourning and weeping outside. Wailing outside. Unexpected death in the middle of the night. You know, one of the things about the middle of the night, if a, if a mouse makes a sound, you can hear it. But they were secure in their homes, told to stand and wait for their redemption has come. For they are sons of God. Why? Because of faith and promise. Praise the Lord. Because of faith and promise. You shall call me my father. You shall call me my father. You shall call me my father. My dear church, call him my father. Amen. Call him with absolute boldness because I have blood on the doorpost because of the promise. Because you believe. Because you believe. Because you believe. You know Genesis. You know the gospel. Same. Starts with the same letter. You know Genesis. You know the gospel. Praise God. It's amazing. It's amazing, it's amazing, it's amazing. It defies logic and legalism. Praise the Lord. It defies logic and legalism. Don't get stuck in legalism. Walk by faith. Don't get stuck in legalism. God will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. Today the Lord has mercy on you because he is a loving father. If you heard the name Jesus and you understood he died on the cross, it's not an accident. You have entered into the land of promise. Praise the Lord. You have entered in by the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Deuteronomy. It's the same God. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 10 to 14. Let's read. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 10 to 14. Oh my. Hallelujah. Praise God. So all the peoples, includes Malayalis, the Punjabis, yeah, all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by my name, by the name of the Lord, and they will be afraid of you. Some peoples, people in the Mediterranean region, 
I mean, this is, uh, this is uh, I mean, in, in on every level, on a political level, if you just consider the nation of Israel, it's come to pass. I mean, much of the persecution that took place about, uh, of the Jews was the jealousy the people had. All the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of Jehovah. See, that's why when I, when I, uh, <laughs> I always think of police officers, it just comes to me because, you know, not that I've had so many encounters with police officers, <laughs> but um, the peoples of the earth, the kings of the earth will know that you are called by the name of Jehovah. Praise the Lord. And they will be afraid of you. You know, I, I have had experiences where you're operating in the spirit of God and uh, people begin to have a sense of fear around me. I want to testify of the goodness of God. It's nothing to do with me. It's the spirit of God. Somebody say amen. It's the spirit of God. It is. Yeah, it's incredible. It, this is the truth. They will be afraid of you. Most of the time we are afraid of them. They will be afraid of you. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity. In the offspring of your body and in the offspring of your beast and in the produce of your ground. In the land which, you know, I walk around my parma, which is not much. Yeah. And I expect, uh, yeah, like major fruit, even though I don't use much fertilizers. Frankly, I don't use any fertilizers. But I expect things to happen because scripture says, the produce of your ground will testify. Praise the Lord. You don't expect these things. You must. For your father is the God of heaven. For your father is the God of heaven. Oh man, today we received something from someone yeah, that belongs to this father. And it blew my mind away. It was a historic moment in my life. It was done on stone. Prosperity. I saw prosperity on that stone. Prosperity that can only be, yes, understood by who this person's father is. Our father in heaven. Praise God. I speak in mysteries. But someday if you visit me at my home, I may show you this rock. If you remember it. Or this stone. Those in VBS have some, something else going on in your mind. The offspring of your beast, the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give to you. The Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season. Hallelujah. To bless all the work of your hands. You shall lend to many nations. You shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head. And this is where all the scripture is. You know, we, we all love to quote these scriptures or we heard somebody say that scripture. Find out where it is. It is connected to God's fatherhood over you. That you shall be the head and not the tail. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. That's why you need to have that word in your mouth often. Because the word of God says that's what the spirit of God wants to speak through our mouth. Abba father. So if you've not been saying Abba father. My father in heaven. Yeah. You need to. Yeah, if that has not been on your lips. Often. Through the day, if it has not appeared on your mouth often, you need to uh, check where's, what's going on. Don't operate in your earthly fatherhood. 
Praise the Lord. Don't operate in your earthly fatherhood. Yes. Operate in your heavenly father. Yes. Praise God. I trust you got that. Yes. The Lord will open for you his good storehouse. Which is his good storehouse? It tells us which it is. See, this is a problem. We are looking all over the storehouses around here. But there's so many of them. They have so many names. Federal, state, Iki Iki. You know, they have so many names. My bank. Is in the heavens. I will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain to your land in season, to bless all the work of your hand. That's why. And if you didn't think it was about money, it's there. If you thought, oh, other rain, that's just rain. Clouds are in the heavens. No, it's talking about you shall lend to nations, you shall not borrow. It's amazing. The Lord will give you, will make you the head and not the tail. You will only be above, you will not be underneath. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today to observe them carefully. And do not turn aside from any of the words which I have commanded you today to the right or to the left. Praise God. To the right or to the left. To go after other gods to serve them. Do not turn aside. Keep your feet steady. Keep your feet steady. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. This is why Jesus taught them to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Today I've heard that somebody came home today and told me this exact same thing. He had no clue I am going to teach about this very subject. I, I looked at him and, and I, I had to take my eyes off him because I was looking at him very strangely. Because, you know, it was a prophetic moment. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Whose is this kingdom? It's your kingdom. The intention and substance of the old covenant was to lead people to a relationship with God the Father. That was, the law was meant to be founded on a relationship of faith and promise. But they went away from it. The teachers and scribes and elders of Israel chose a religious, legalistic route. That's why addressing God as Father or seeing the Father heart of God, which Jesus kept on talking about, whether it's his, um, um, in his sermons, in his parables, in his teaching about prayer. Even when he said, you go into your secret place, he says, he says your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. Thank you, Jesus. Everything he owns is yours. I'll repeat that. I want you to leave this place realizing everything he owns is yours. Dear sons and daughters, my children of God, my dear children. That's why uh, John the Apostle kept on saying, my dear children. You are very beloved children, beloved children of Almighty God. Everything He has is yours. The earth is the Lord's and all it contains. The world and those who dwell in it. Praise the Lord. 
Behold, Deuteronomy 10 verses 14 to 21. Behold to the Lord your God belong heavens and the highest heavens. We need to read it. Let's read it. We must read it. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verses 14 to 21. Behold to the Lord your God. Say my father. I'm going to read that again. Behold to the Lord your God. Let's do that again. Behold to the Lord your God. Belong heaven and the highest heavens. The earth and all that is in it. Yet on your fathers did the Lord set his affection. Oh. Oh, if this was our daily meditation. The Lord has set his affection. He has set it. That's why marriage is a symbol of, of uh, God's relationship with us. And the mystery is great. Because it's a set affection. Praise the Lord. That's why it's symbolized by the ring. A set affection. Yet on your fathers did the Lord set his affection to love them. Man, I thought the Old Testament was to punish them. To, yeah, to uh, cast a huge burden on them. No, to love them. And he chose his descendants, and he chose their descendants after them. Even you, above all peoples, as it is this day. So circumcise your heart. Stiffen your neck no longer. Stop resisting his love. Stop resisting his love. Give him. Yeah. Um, lay aside your understanding and your analysis and your kapakuti. Yeah. Lay all these things aside. Understand, God loves me. God is my father. Circumcise your heart. Stiffen your neck no longer. For the Lord your God. Oh, pass out. For the Lord your God. Your father is the God of gods. And the Lord of lords. That means anytime you read a, a um, um, like a title of authority for any human being or any G small God, realize he is the God of gods and the Lord of lords. That's why Jesus said, you have no authority over me other than that which is given by heaven. Because the Lord of lords is his father. Amen. Understand, you, I'm not necessarily saying you have to speak to police officers like this. Unless the Spirit of God leads you or there's a situation like that. Other than that, understand it though. That's why, for me, that scripture blows my mind. I mean, I heard that so many years ago. That study was done um, maybe three years after I got saved. We are seated in the heavenly places. Far above. You know, it is far above all rule and authority. It's the same thing the scripture is telling us. For your God, for the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, the awesome God who does not know partiality or take a bribe. He executes justice for the orphan and the widow, shows his love for the alien by giving him food and clothing. Praise God. This is what Israel was supposed to do. Focus on the alien. Because soon the alien is going to be your brother. 
Somebody praise God. Just imagine. They'd be celebrating. If they focused on these things, when the Gentiles came in, the, the Jews would have, should have been celebrating. They should have rejoiced. This is what the Lord meant. Be good to the alien. For soon they shall be our brothers. So show your love for the alien. For you were aliens. Oh, pass. For you were aliens in the land. We understand. You are my son by faith and promise. So shall the alien become my son by faith and promise. Praise the Lord. That's why we are the sons of God. My dear children, you are the sons and daughters of God. So show your verse 19. Show your love for the alien. For you were aliens in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him and cling to him. Cling to him. You shall serve him and cling to him. You shall swear by his name. He is your praise. He is your God who has done these great and awesome things for, for you which your eyes have seen. Somebody praise God. Aren't these scriptures amazing? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'll read one more scripture. In Psalms 135, verses uh, 12 and 13. Psalms 135, verses 12 and 13. Thank you, Jesus. He gave their land as a heritage to Israel, his people. Let me tell you something, children of God. You have heritage. You are walking on this earth, not on some uh, vague things. You are, you are experiencing. You are to experience the heritage that God has for you uniquely. Each one of us have a unique heritage. As you walk this earth. He gave their land as a heritage. A heritage to Israel, his people. Your name, O Lord, is everlasting. Can you say this with me? Your name, O Lord. Let's do it again. Your name, O Lord, is everlasting. See, the power of it never changes. It's an everlasting name. It has the same effect today that it had in Egypt during the days of Exodus. It has the same effect. It's an everlasting name. Your remembrance, O Lord, praise God. This is why you can step down in any nation on the earth. Somebody needs to hear this. You can step down. Yeah, you can place your feet in any nation on earth that God has sent you to, and realize there will be a remembrance there of the Lord. Of the name of the Lord. Use the name. Use the name. Use the name. For He is your Father. Your name, O Lord, is everlasting. Your remembrance, O Lord, throughout all. It says all generations. It is up to the very end. Praise the Lord. All generations. That when you stand before an office, I'm using office as an example, or you stand before a situation or circumstance and use the name by which heaven calls you. Use that name. Use your sonship. It makes a difference. That place will, will transform into a remembrance of that name. That place will transform into a remembrance of his name. Praise the Lord. Your name, O Lord, is everlasting. Your remembrance, O Lord, throughout all generations. Let's do that again. Your name, O Lord, is everlasting. Your remembrance, O Lord, throughout all generations. 
Church today, man. Praise the Lord. Let's. Hello, this is Nisha Dilakoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.